Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. And this is our fourth and final part of the four-week series that we've been doing on what I wish more women knew about. And today we are talking about faith. And this is going to be more of a personal episode and I'll be sharing my own personal experience when it comes to my faith and my beliefs. And if you're not a believer, if you're not a believer in God and if you're not a Christian, I invite you to still listen. And at the very least, you're going to learn a little bit more about me. You're going to get a bit of a peek into my life and into my background and into my upbringing and my worldview and how I choose to show up in the world because it does inform how I show up as a therapist as well. And so enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Okay, so if you are an 80s baby, you probably watched Sister Act growing up. Probably, especially if you were some part of a church youth group in your teen years. Sister Act was one of those staple movies that every youth group watched and probably did some sort of choreography too. It was either that or Stomp, right? Kirk Franklin stop. If you know, you know. And if you don't, it's all good. Rock with me, okay? I personally grew up growing, going to church. And although my parents weren't exactly the church-going type when we were younger, my mom was raised a Muslim, my dad was raised an Anglican, they weren't really the, the church-going type. But my mom, her youngest sister, so my aunt, was what you would call a born-again Christian. And so she was church going, she was praying, the praying type, the Bible reading type. She would wake us up in the morning and do Bible stories and Bible study and teachings with us. And the earliest memory that I actually have of going to church was probably when I was around five or six. And on Sunday morning, she would bundle me. And I'm pretty sure it was just me and my brother at the time maybe one of my sisters, but I'm pretty sure it was just me and my brother at the time. She would, and she was, by the way, in her early twenties, I'm talking as she was in early, her early twenties at this point, she would bundle us up in the car, in a, in a taxi, one of those yellow, I grew up in Nigeria. So she would bundle us up in one of those yellow and black taxis and take us to church on Sundays. And sometimes these taxis would have, like they were really old and run down. They would have like springs coming out of the cushions in the car. But but that's one of my earliest memories. And then she would give us a little coin, a Naira coin or a Koba coin, that's Nigerian currency that, that doesn't exist anymore. But back then she would give us a coin to put in the offering basket. And so those are some of my earliest memories of, a faith of going to church. 
And then, you know, that evolved into Sunday school and youth groups and, and all of that. And so I grew up going to church. And, and But I'll be honest, you know, I'll be honest. I, I often joke with my friends right now who are also Christian, my, my core group of friends who are also Christian, that, that if you knew me back then, <laughs> we probably wouldn't be friends because I'll be honest, even though I grew up in the church, my family, we love to party. We love to have a good time. We love our music. We love to dance. We love to have a good time. And so I'm this interesting mix of faith and fun. At least, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think so. I think the younger generation now will probably see me as old school, but I still think that I'm a, a nice mix of faith and fun. And, and like I say, my family was really known for throwing these parties to this day, Literally, to this day, people still talk about the parties that we had, whether it's in our backyard growing up in Nigeria or here in Markham in our basement. <laughs> we used to have, we would get a DJ and music and yeah, it was always a lot of fun. And to this day, people still talk about those parties. But I remember distinctly, actually, when I was in university, I went to McMaster University my second year. I remember, I'm pretty sure it was my second year, we came home for the holidays and I brought my best friend home and we had one of these parties. We were celebrating someone's birthday. I don't remember whose birthday it was. And I remember that all of us were tearing it up on the dance floor. The parents had had their turn and so they were resting their feet and us young ones, we were tearing it up on the dance floor. And then she pulled me aside and she was like, Yuande, I can't believe that all of you are here dancing like you are at a nightclub and your parents are here. It's so disrespectful. She gave me this lecture. I literally started to question my identity to the point where I went and I asked my aunt, like, auntie, are we doing something wrong by dancing? And my aunt just gave me this look like, seriously? But I, we weren't doing anything crazy. We were probably doing the electric slide or the Macarena or Running Man or, you know, we were really into choreography and making up dances with my cousins. And anyway, so I remember that distinctly. And I think that was when, because by the way, this is, this is one of my friends, we co-founded a youth group in our church together. And so I started to question, you know, for a second, I started to question, you know, my faith and my level of faith and all of that. But you know, I just realized that growing up, you know, even though I grew up in a Christian household, my parents, relative to the average Christian parents, my family was pretty liberal. And so I had this interesting balance. I also remember even back in Nigeria, my Sunday school friends, probably when I was around 13, 14, they would tell me to stop listening to my Usher CDs and my Boys to Men and my 112 CDs. Like they would say, you know, you really shouldn't be listening to secular music. And they would give me all the reasons why. And I would always try to say that, you know what, when God is ready for me to stop listening to this type of music, I'm sure he will tell me himself. <laughs> Looking back, that was probably a bit arrogant of me. But to be honest, you know, I kind of segueing into the first thing that I wish more women knew about faith. You know, again, I can only speak from my own personal experience with the Christian faith specifically, because that's been my experience. And by the way, before I go into the point, I really want to say that I do not have all the answers for real, for real, for real. 
I'm still learning so much about what it means to believe in God, to be, believe in a God that is real and a God that exists. I'm still learning so much about the life of Jesus and what it means to be a person that is a spirit with a mind and that exists in a body. Um, and so there are some things that I am still learning but I really just wanted to share some of the things that have been helpful for me and what I wish more women knew about faith. And the number one thing is I wish more women knew that, again, the Christian faith, as I have experienced it, is less about a set of rules and regulations. And it's so much more about a relationship. For me, I've come to understand that the only two rules that I'm to follow and abide by are number one, love God, and number two, love people. Everything else must stem from that, from those two rules. And the same way you can't buy real love, true love, you can't buy it, you also can't earn it. You can't earn God's love. You can't buy God's love. It's not about how many good works you do or how many good things that you do and and, and checking off all these boxes. It's about relationship. It's about action. It's about a choice. At least the type of love that I'm talking about here, right? It's, it's, It's actions that override your feelings. It's actions that override your emotions. It's a type of love that when a good friend a close friend hurts you or even betrays you, you don't cancel them. You don't seek out revenge. You don't seek out to hurt them back, which your feelings naturally might want to. I talk a lot about how your thoughts and your feelings drive your emotions. And so your feelings of hurt and betrayal and disappointment might want to drive you to behave a certain way, right? Which, which is human, which is human. But the type of love I'm talking about overrides those emotions and overrides that behavior. It's a type of love that even after they hurt you, if months down the line, years down the line, they reach out to you for help. And again, depending on the types of boundaries you set up, right? You might not be the one to help them directly, but you don't throw it up in their face. You don't throw it back in their face. You wish them well, and maybe you point them in the right direction. It's a type of love that takes hard work. You know, it might even mean letting go when the easy thing might be to keep holding on. It might be saying no because ultimately you are looking out for the other person's best interest. You're seeking their higher good while also protecting yourself and your mind and your body and your soul. And it comes down to sometimes making these hard choices. Loving God is choosing to stick with him. Even when it seems like he's not showing up the way that you want him to show up. It's trusting that he loves you and is looking out for your best interest, that he has your back, even when it feels like he doesn't. It's a type of love that when it seems like he's not hearing or answering, you're like, you know what? I'm going to stick by you. I'm going to stick by you. I'm going to stick by you. I'm going to stand by you. I'm going to continue to foster this relationship. I'm going to continue to trust you. The truth is, and it has been my experience that 
even in those times when things have been really hard, where there have been signs that, you know, maybe, or God, are you there? Do you still love me? Have you forgotten about me? He still has a way of sending me signs that, you know, no, no, I still have you. He still has a way of sending signs that he's still here, that he still got me. Whether it's a phone call just in time or a text message or a book that I'm reading that happens to speak exactly to the situation that I'm going through or a song, right? Or maybe I'm looking back at my journal and seeing how far I've come. Or when I reflect on the near misses in my life, the near misses, the the times when my life could have been completely destroyed and an intervention happened or the messes, the times that things have been really messed up. And I look back and I say, oh my goodness, I see how all of that was working for my benefit, was working to make me a better person right? It's, it's choosing to do away with this all or nothing idea that we have that everything has to be good for God to be real and for God to be true. Everything has to be blissful, right? Choosing to, to, to do away with that and realizing that we are all connected, all of us as humanity, we're all connected. And so if a prayer that I have goes unanswered, maybe I'm praying just as a, a simple example that, God, let the sun shine. We don't want rain today. Let there not be rain today. And that prayer goes unanswered, realizing that, you know what, maybe there's someone somewhere out there that needed the rain more than I needed the sunshine. All right. And at the end of the day, you know, my relationship, again, I'm talking from personal experience, my relationship style with God is father, daughter, right? It's father, it's father, daughter. And I realized that for many of us, the way we see God is highly influenced by our natural relationships. But for me, I choose to see God as, you know what, even if things don't work out the way that I want them to, you still love me. You still love me. And if you're saying no, it's for a reason. Those two are not mutually exclusive. God saying no and his love for me, his love for you are not mutually exclusive. Things being hard and things being challenging and God's love for you are not mutually exclusive. And I think that's sort of the summary of the first point that I wanted to share today, okay? The second point that I really wish that a lot more women knew and has certainly served me well, maybe because I'm a natural skeptic, (laughs) is that no one, I, I repeat, no one, no matter how well put together they might look or how much they may look like they've had it all figured out, no one has it all figured out when it comes to faith, when it comes to God, when it comes to Christianity. And of course, of course, there are those who are more experienced, who are more educated, who are more intelligent or aware or informed when it comes to faith and history and, you know, the scriptures and Bible verses. Personally, I've never been one who's been good at memorizing scripture. (laughs) Even till today, I have a general idea of where to find things and I have a general idea of what the verses are saying. There are a few that I have memorized because they're some of my favorites, but thank God for Google. (laughs) 
I could always Google and find the scriptures that I'm looking for at any given time. But what I'm trying to say is that we are all on a journey. I, like I said, I'm a natural questioner. I'm a natural skeptic and for sure believe that I know that I am far from perfect. I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. Know that I am far from perfect. I mean, trust and believe that I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've been to places that I probably should not have been to, done things I probably should not have done. Um, I know that I know that I know that I know that I am just as much on talking terms with God as anyone else. I don't need to go through anyone else to hear from God or to talk to God or to experience God. I also know that I'm resourceful and I'm open to learning and I'm intuitive, right? I'm intuitive. I have a spirit inside of me that can pick up on things. And so, and I I trust my intuition, right? I trust my intuition when it starts to go off. And if something doesn't feel right, I'll go back. I'll go back and do the research myself. I'll check the facts. Uh, I'll go to the Bible. I'll pray about it. Um, and I'll either confirm what my tuition was trying to tell me or I will fill in the gaps in my knowledge and reassure my my intuition, sort of that thing inside of me that's sort of giving warning signs and warning bells. Some people call it discernment. It's interesting because for some reason last week, back to back to back to back, God kept coming up in my, my conversations with my patients. And as a professional, I don't bring my faith up. I don't bring it into my conversations because obviously I see everyone from all sorts of walks of life. I welcome everybody. But for some reason, they were the ones bringing it up. They were the ones bringing God up and faith and beliefs and all of that in our conversations. And one of them actually flat out said, you know, I don't go around telling people I'm a Christian. And when I asked her, you know, why? Why is that? And she said, well, because I think I give Christians a bad reputation because I don't look like one. I don't talk like one. Um, And it was just interesting when she said that because at the end of the day, I'm not sure I actually know what a Christian is supposed to look like (laughs) or talk like. Um, Obviously, there are baseline um, rules of engagement when it comes to respect and and just treating other human beings with respect in the way that we talk and the way that behave that we that we behave, but beyond that, you know, in fact, I have seen a lot of people with the opposite problem. So people who literally look religious, like if you were to Google religion, <laughs> you would see a picture of a certain type of person, and you see this type of person, and their hearts are far, far, far from what Jesus would do, what God would do, and the love that God and Jesus have for people, right? And so I guess to summarize what I am trying to say in this point is that we are all a work in progress and we all have different starting points. We're all on different journeys. We're all learning. And with God's help, we are evolving into the best versions of ourselves, the versions that we were made to be. What I'm trying to say is that don't shy away. Don't shy away from learning and engaging because you think you're not good enough or you don't fit the mold of what it means to be someone who has faith or someone who believes in God. There isn't such a thing. You know, there isn't such a thing. And so, yeah, I really hope that that if you are holding back 
because you feel like, oh, I don't have it all together. Like those people over there just realize that we are all on a journey towards being that version of ourselves that God has created us to be. And speaking of creation, I'm going to move on to my third point. As someone who is an intellectual, I've been to school, different education systems. I have degrees. I've been surrounded by highly intelligent people. I have read books and I've taken philosophy classes and all of that. I have realized that it is a-okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions about your beliefs, your beliefs around if God is good and if God is loving, why? Why do we see so much pain and so much suffering? Why do we see so much pain and so much suffering? Just today, we heard about another shooting at a school, right? If God is all powerful, why doesn't he just get rid of the bad guys and keep everyone safe and happy, especially the innocent, the helpless? Where is God through all of that, right? Where is he? Those are all valid questions. And those are questions that if not answered properly and appropriately will cause people to lose their faith and their belief in God, right? These are valid questions, right? And in fact, I believe that Although some of us are really good about hearing a teaching and running with it and running on faith and just taking it as God is good, God is good, God is good, God is sovereign, God knows best. Some of us are really good at that. There are some of us that need to make it make sense, at least on some level, make it make sense. And if you have young kids, you know, if you are a millennial like I am and you have young kids who are growing up in this day and age, they're going to be asking those questions too. And best believe we need to answer them in a way that makes sense to their brains as well, intellectually, intelligently, rationally. And there is absolutely room for that. In fact, science and faith are not mutually exclusive. I repeat Science and Christianity are not mutually exclusive. I have learned this just in the past couple of years. The art of being reasoned and logical and intellectual in discussions around faith, in discussions around Christianity. Not emotional, not circular, not making statements and arguments that are not, you know, I took a critical thinking class at Mac at university and, you know, we were taught to identify arguments that were just circular and not based on logic. And so being able to talk about these things in a way that makes sense, like on an intellectual basis, an intellectual level, right? Not circular, not emotional, but logical, rational, and measured, not getting heated or offended, but actually having adult to adult or even adult to child conversations about these things are so important. There's a podcast that I recommend. So if you're a Christian or if you're curious and you have these types of questions, there's a podcast that I've been listening to lately called Apologetics Canada. So if you just put that into your, wherever you listen to podcasts, there are a ton of different topics. And these are guys who are based in Canada. The hosts are, they're very self-aware. They're very humble. 
They don't pretend to know everything. Some of them have PhDs. They've gone to school. They've, they've learned about all these things. And they're up to date. They're up to date with current happenings. And they bring a depth to conversations about faith and Christianity and just conflict and, and things that are going on in our modern world that I personally have never heard growing up. Even as an adult, I've never heard our faith being discussed in such a measured, intellectual open open way because we were just expected to take what we were what we what we learned and run with it and just believe it without any questions in fact without any questions in fact questions were were considered blasphemy but they invite the questions and they talk about hard questions like some of the ones i i i mentioned earlier and so if you're you're christian or if you're curious and some of these questions have bothered you just scroll through the to through the podcast and pick an episode that speaks to you wherever it is that you are on your journey. And so those are the three points that I wanted to bring up to summarize. Number one, faith is about relationship. It's about relationship. It's about love. It's about loving God and loving people, right? Number two, it's that no one has it all together, even though they seem like they do. Don't let them intimidate you out of the room, out of these conversations, a lot of us are still figuring it out. And number three, there is room for intelligent, intellectual conversations when it comes to faith, when it comes to Christianity. Okay. I really wanted to talk about my faith today, even though it's a bit of a different episode. It's not something that you're going to see in the therapy textbooks. Although as an aside, there have been studies that show that people who do have a connection with their faith do better emotionally and do better mentally, but that's an aside. But I wanted to talk about it because my journey into therapy was a big faith move. If you've heard my story from previous episodes, you know that I left a really high paying ER job to retrain as a therapist. It was a big God move. And I just felt that, that tug that, you know, can't really explain. And it informs how I show up at work every day. I bring all of me to my sessions, my mind, my body, and my spirit. And if you're even more curious, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at dr.yoande, so at dr.yoande. And if you're one of my patients, because I know some of you listen and you would like to chat more, consider this an open invitation. No pressure. You could just say, hey, I listen to your podcast on faith and would like to chat more. And let's just see where the, t- the session conversation takes us. So this concludes our four-week series on what I wish more women knew about. We started off with success. Then we talked about relationships. We talked about money, 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 money. And we're ending up with faith. I truly hope you've enjoyed the series. And if you did, please share. Please share your favorite episode with a friend, family member, Um, I've been getting DMs and messages about how the podcast is helping people. And so share, share, and hopefully we can help even more people. And to end with a quote, this quote is from the Bible. I didn't write down where it's from exactly, but I hope that it speaks to you. And it says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And that is taken from one of the books in the Bible. 
All right, until next time, remember I'm here fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.